I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge on Apple, Spotify, and NHM Newcastle Hunter Congratulations to Hunter and Newcastle Havel. They've just been awarded the best value medium SUV by Drive. There's no wait times across all their GWM showrooms. Three easy locations East Maitland, Cardiff, and Port Stephens. Anywhere you are, you're close to a new car. With Hunter and Newcastle GWM Havel. They also have the best value hybrids in the market. No wait times there either. NHM, I got it from my mama with Sarge and Catherine Gilfoyle from Next Legal and Conveyancing. She is a pretty new mama and look at you, you're back working three days a week. Now, um, when we've talked before, you've said that you've got a village around you, but what have been some of the strategies that you've put in place to get back to work? And did you think, was there a point in time where you thought, oh, I might not, I might have more time off? How How long did you have off with your bub? Yeah, so my son was born on the 25th of August, 2021. I went back to work three days a week, the 1st of February, 2022. So what's that? About five months? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty quick. It's yeah. pretty quick. But as I said, my village helped um, yeah. alleviate a lot of my stress because my mom, my son adores her. So she yeah. has the Mondays. Then my partner's family has the Wednesdays. Yeah. And my partner, he's, he's a great dad. He um, he actually worked from home on Fridays for, for a period cool. of time. Yeah. So he looked after our son on Fridays. So that's cool. It made me feel a little, little bit better that I had the support of my family. Another thing is, you know, my workplace was very supportive. They're very mum positive. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a, a private office that ensured that I could breastfeed at work. I, I so th- yeah. These things are so cool. and They are. I love hearing these stories. My mum was telling me the other day there's a, um, at the National Bank in Hamilton where she goes, the manager says to one of the employees they can go and because she's a single mum she can yeah. go and pick up her child from school at three yeah and bring her back to work for coloring for the last two what are hours of the day we have that at our work as well super flexible i've That's had my son so at work multiple times cool isn't it, it is i think it's the way yeah. of the future though like yeah. we have a a female team at next and a lot of us are mums so actually my boss who um is the founder of next yes. she's a new mum i know so, she- <laughs> yeah yeah so she gets yeah. it you know and i think that uh, Actually, it's super funny. If you've got a boss, someone who can walk in your shoes, it makes yeah. a world of difference. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll never forget because I'm still breastfeeding. And wow, really? Yeah, yep. So how old is your son? He's two on the wow. 25th of August. Yeah. Well done. That is Thank an you. extraordinary accomplishment because I, I found breastfeeding so freaking hard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think – like he's so obsessed with it. Like I'm, I'm thinking I don't know how I'm going to wean. It's going to be a huge process, yeah. I think. I remember this one time and they don't tell you this stuff. You know, there's no – guidebook for parenting you're just muddling along the way right yes, that's just why wing it. the nhm so good because you can go on um get into the group show everyone your weird rash and they're like don't worry about it <laughs> this is from that oh yeah but um yeah like i remember getting mastitis with the breastfeeding and Ouch. oh my god i couldn't i had blurry vision and i just remember sitting in my bed with a um a toothbrush, uh, the one of the ones, the electric ones, just putting it on the back of my boob, just going, oh, my God, trying Ooh. to massage it out. It was just horrific. Have I've you had heard. any of that stuff? Not I had stars? nothing. So really? I know I'm so lucky with the pregnancy and no. afterwards it's just been quite easy. But, you know, one of the things about going back to work in a in a mum positive place is the yeah. breastfeeding, right? I, I never, I'll never forget, I would 
um, express the milk in my office and then put it in the fridge. And I remember someone saying to me, <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, but I don't, it was no, Mark. Cool. No, no one yeah. drank it or anything. But I remember someone saying to me, oh, you know, I, if, you, if you were at a male office, that would not be allowed. And I said, well, hold on a second. It's my milk for my child. Where else am I going to store it? Like bring my own esky? Like what do you mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this yeah. someone was just like, oh, that's that's awesome that you're allowed to do that. I was like, of course I'm allowed to do that. Like, what? I've gone to other offices for mediations and yeah. I've brought my stuff to Express and I'm like, here's my milk. Can you please store it? Like, that's which, so cool. what else am I supposed you're to do? You're changing like, the world for us. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> One milk bottle at a yeah. time. <laughs> Coming up next, so we're going to talk about the breakup and we're going to talk about parenting issues and help to make you guys a little bit more aware and hopefully help um, you achieve better results um, with an ex. I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge on Apple, Spotify and NHMNewcastleHunterMamas.com. NCR blinds are custom blinds, curtains and shutters. In Newcastle, New South Wales, they are one of the most trusted specialists in domestic and commercial curtains, blinds and shutters in Newcastle and the Hunter region. With over a century of combined experience in curtain making, they have become a one-stop shop for blinds, curtains and shutters for Newcastle residents and business owners. They strive for 100% customer satisfaction as they want you as a forever client. NCR blinds NHM with Catherine Guilfoyle from Next Legal and Conveyancing here to talk about when you break up with someone, that process of divorce or, you know, if you are not married still, that process, it's still a family breakup, isn't it? Um, And also parenting and just bringing you guys into awareness around a couple of issues today that could help you with that journey or help someone that you know with the journey. Now, you you talk about um, it's really important to get onto this stuff early after the breakup, Catherine, is that right? Obviously, there are people in that sort of scenario, they might be going through just disbelief yeah. or in shock and yep. you've got so many emotions the thought of oh legal process is probably something that people are just like oh it's another hard thing to think about right yeah. it's just the last thing you want to do adding on to the trauma yeah. but look the, in relation to property matters in particular you know we touched on the the time frames um, mm. that you have to commence proceedings or to finalize matters after separation that's super important because yeah. you know we talked about how you've got one year from the date of divorce think about Say you've separated for 10 years, yeah. but you're still legally married because you don't want to pay the $1,000 court filing fee, right? So 10 years later, you've received an inheritance. You've received a so lottery So does this win. happen? People yep. stay married? Yep. Really? Yep. The, I did a matter, I'll never forget, 10 years after separation, but they were still technically divorced. I'm um, still technically married. Yeah. So when you think about the time limits, right? So it's the two years from the date of separation for de facto, and then one year from the date of divorce for married couples. Okay. Yeah. One of the biggest misconceptions in relation to property matters um, that people think So is, property is when you're breaking up and yeah. you decide who gets what. Who gets yeah. what, yeah. yeah. Is people think that it's the asset pool, so all of your assets and liabilities at the date of separation, but it's not. It's the current date. So if it's been a oh, year, wow, okay. yeah. So think a common situation is it's been a year and you've received an inheritance. You've got to disclose that now. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's a push or, or there's definitely a benefit to resolving finances and property as soon as you can after separation, particularly if you think you might receive a financial windfall or some sort. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And tell us some other things to think about in terms of breaking up. Yeah, sure. So another common misconception that I see is people think that um, divorce is tied in with um, resolving finances and child care matters. Divorce is its own process. And, yeah, and do you yeah. know what? That would make sense though if you yeah. were to think about it, right? It does, yeah. right? It does. Yeah. So this is the thing. Speaking to a lawyer can can kind of clarify little things like this. Yeah. But for divorce, it's a much straight, more straightforward process. Yeah. Um, it's basically filling in a form, Exactly, right? Yeah. right? Exactly. So that's so different. It's basically a ticket to say we're not married anymore. Mm. But of course that has impact. Like the, the time limit to then finalise your property matter kicks in and that type of thing. Yeah. But so if you, you're divorced you're still going to get these mortgage repayments coming out of a joint bank account that doesn't do anything about that right? no yeah. divorce is literally just a piece of paper an mm. order that says we're no longer married anymore so and a lot of people say well i thought i had to do um divorce before i started to solve the property and child matters no misconception you can separate and then the day after you can start to try and resolve your parenting and yep. your property law matter. So you, there's no need to wait. Whereas with divorce, you got to wait a year after the date of separation. So, okay. yeah, that's another common misconception. So tell us what do you think is the best way to go about, to Resolving? Go about it generally? Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. So consent orders. So an application for consent orders is basically where – um, you and your ex or you can use lawyers to help with the negotiation you come up with an agreement so child custody property who gets what and you basically say here's what we've agreed you'll get some legal advice in relation to whether that's fair whether the court's going to think that or is likely to think that's fair and and in the children's best interest yeah. and if it is then you literally complete uh, the, the lawyer usually will prepare some orders which sets out what you've agreed and an application which has the background information relevant to your relationship Online, you submit it online. Um, wow. Yeah, the yeah. court will review it and you get sealed court orders and you're done and dusted. Yeah. Okay. So application for consent orders is um, the most economic way to resolve parenting and property matters after separation. Property is one thing, but when there's kids involved, it's just another thing altogether, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. What are some of the misconceptions that you see around parenting Sure. when people are breaking up? One of the biggest misconceptions that I see is that people think that there's a presumption of 50-50 equal care of the kids following separation. When yeah, I would have thought that actually, to be honest. And I did law at uni and yeah. have been through a breakup. But yeah, that's yeah. interesting. No, no, yeah, okay. there's no presumption of 50-50 care. Every case is determined on a case-by-case basis. Um, there's not one size that fits all. There's some research that might suggest different patterns or care arrangements for different age children, but there's no presumption of 50-50 care after separation. So that's one of the biggest misconceptions that I see um, from my clients or from the other side um, in, in relation to parenting matters. And when you've seen things turn out for the best, like obviously people don't want to end up here. This is not ideal you know but what are some outcomes that you've seen in regards to property and parents where parenting where you see you see it working and you see at the end of the day that these people are doing okay You, you know what i can't emphasize enough that it's case by case yeah some of the 
one of the most important things to think about is any proposal that you make in relation to parenting, think about how your children will cope, right? Okay, yeah. I'll give you an, a, com- a common situation. Yes. There might be one parent, male or female. Um, traditionally, um, and a lot of people will say in the community, the court favours women or yes, mothers. Yes, you do hear that. Misconception. Yeah. It's not based on gender. No. Um, there's a lot of research regarding primary attachment and how children cope to being separated from pr- their primary attachment when they're young. So the court doesn't just make decisions. It's based on research, yes. experts. There's a whole range of things. Yeah. Um, and more and more you're seeing that fathers are actually the primary attachment. Yeah. Oh, so okay. it, it doesn't yeah. favour a gender. It's more about who's the primary attachment what was the status quo before separation? You know, if one parent was doing 90% of the care of the children and then there's a separation, so the children are told mummy and dad aren't together anymore, one parent moves out and say the other parent says, well, I'm entitled to 50-50 care, think about that for the child. Yeah. So they've gone from having mum or dad 90% of the time, mum and dad aren't together, and then 50% of the time straight away, I don't have access to my primary carer. Yeah. Okay. So that's a common situation that yeah. I see. And every question and every proposal needs to come back to how how do you think your children will cope with that? What do you think your children would think? Or children are often very young. So yeah. you have to kind of just think, you know, well, what are they accustomed to? Yeah. Who's doing the bedtime routine? What are yeah. they going to expect? How are we going to transition into co-parents following separation? So it's easiest for the children yeah, because the other thing is as well, if you think of equal time, which is what I had with my ex originally, yeah, if they haven't done the lion's share, they're jumping into the fire without ever have being used to this stuff, right? So that's going to be a yeah. lot for them and their mental health. And then, as you say, it's going to be a lot for the kids. Well, there's a focus on the quality yeah. of time and yeah. it's well established that Meaningful relationship can be established by less than equal time. You don't need 50-50 for a meaningful relationship to be established. Yeah. And that's most of the day it's just about the kids' needs being met. If you and it's really interesting just to observe it as a mum because <laughs> I live away now and have to go to work somewhere else two or three days a week. Yeah. I think it actually impacts me more. Yeah. Like I will talk to the children and if they're with my partner or the au pair or someone, yeah. they're 100% completely happy. They're not actually thinking about me. Yeah. <laughs> they will be on the phone doing FaceTime <laughs> talking about something else. They, yeah. Honestly, it's I'm not that – as long as their needs are being met and they're feeling loved, rah, rah, rah. Yep, see, case you know, by case. Yeah. You know your children better than anyone, right? Yeah. You know what's going on, the, going mm. on in the house better than anyone. Yeah. Again, it comes down to you knowing your children best. Equal time can work. It can. Of course, Um, You know, there are cases where both parents really are, you know, both parents might be working similar hours and they both might be doing equal care of the children or Mm. close to equal. Mm. Could work in that situation. Um, There might be a situation where one parent is definitely the primary attachment and and primary carer, but you can progressively increase the other parent's time to equal time. These are all things that you can negotiate. And that's in best interest of the child because it's not overnight bang, that yeah. massive shift. Yeah. So you, yeah. every proposal should come back to thinking about how are the kids the going to cope with this, yeah. right? And there's all, you know, I can think about it now from my breakup. There's so much focus on you and the other party. The kids. This is the thing that I yeah. hear so often yeah. is I'm entitled, 50-50 yeah. I'm yeah. entitled. Yeah. Number one, there's no presumption for 50-50. Um, 
And then also, it's not about parents' rights or what you think you're entitled to. Take back the perception here. What do you think's best for the children? How are they going to cope? How are they coping with the experience of separation generally? Take a few steps back and let's not focus on the parents' rights or what they think they're entitled to. Let's focus on the child's or the children's experience of separation and how best we can get them on track to have a meaningful relationship with both mum and dad. And the best people to make that decision is the parents with the assistance of some legal advice from lawyers um, so we can help, you know, prepare some consent orders or a parenting plan, um, which is another option for for resolving parenting matters. Yeah, it's interesting that I've never heard it talked about like that, whereas it just seems... So simple. It and does, doesn't it? Yeah. But sometimes that's all that's necessary is to you kind just of hear back. about what she's getting, what he's what, getting. Yeah, you know. but you just got to take a seat back and yeah. say, think about it from the child's perspective. Mm. Actually, take a few minutes to think about that. Bang, mum and dad aren't together anymore. Bang, you're now away from your primary attachment figure. Fifty, like, just think about that. Right? It's yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Nextlc.com.au. Thank you so much, Catherine Gilfoyle, for joining us. And you can find them online. You can just Google too, Next Legal and Conveyancing. Thank you. No, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we also have Facebook and Instagram. So for Instagram, it's Next Legal and Conveyancing, all lowercase and all one word. Okay, perfect. And when's the next baby coming? Oh, look, we haven't talked about it. I'm um, at the moment, I'm actually studying. So I'm studying to become a family dispute resolution practitioner and mediator. So oh, cool. maybe after I finish some further studies, maybe down the line, but it's um, it's not a few, it's not a current plan or anything like that. They say that breastfeeding is a contraceptive. Have you heard from other mums that I've heard that it still works? But it? I've heard of people getting pregnant while breastfeeding. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. So don't believe it, mamas. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. <laughs> it can happen. <laughs> it can. It can. It Let can. us know if it happens to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll, okay. I'll definitely update you. But yeah, no plans. No plans in the near future. Awesome. Thank you. NHM would like to introduce you to the team at Next Legal and Conveyancing, headed up by NHM Mama Alicia. NHM are proud to partner with Next Legal and Conveyancing, a modern boutique law firm comprised of an energetic and dedicated team of skilled solicitors who approach the law in a new, proactive and highly skilled professional way. Contact them today. I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge on Apple, Spotify and NHMNewcastleHunterMamas.com.